Welcome to Mod. I'm your host, Desaria Lucas. Follow my Instagram at mind, M-I-N-D, underscore of, underscore Desaria, D-E-Z-A-R-I-A, for episode updates and more. Disclaimer, I say what I mean, I mean what I say. Episodes will air every other Monday at 6 p.m. Trigger warning, colorism, racial stereotypes, racism, and homophobia, etc. In today's episodes, I'll be reading my article called Minorities in America. In the introductory episode, I talked about it briefly. This article is based on true events that have happened to four of my friends. This article highlights everything I stand for. This episode, this episode is dedicated to my friends, Lee, Jeremy, Tessa, and Rebecca. I hope you guys enjoy. Minorities in America. Growing up as a black woman in America is, is a difficult thing. It takes strength and commitment, along with a lot of willpower. Constantly being disrespected by everyone. They say, don't show too much expression, then you're angry and feeding into the stereotype. Constantly being discriminated against in school and in workplaces because of our hair saying our big afros are unprofessional telling us not to be too loud then we're ghetto along with being discriminated against in the world we get it within our own community which is called colorism when people see lighter-skinned black people as more appealing to the eye and the acceptable skin tone darker-skinned black women are seen as more ghetto and manly. A lot of colorism comes from black men. They go out of they go out of their way to put down black women rather than lifting us up. When we are experiencing trauma or having mental health issues, it's gaslighted. The world makes us feel as if our feelings aren't valid. Being a darker skinned black woman, you have added trauma when dealing with colorism and backlash by, by people in your own community. Colorism is so normalized along with racism. People expect us to just get used to it and to stop complaining about it. They want us to be silenced and just ignore it. It's harder to express ourselves through our hair and nails because it's unprofessional when we do it, but when white people do it, it's trendy or cool. That was not even half the things I've gone through as a young, dark-skinned black woman in America. My friend Lee sees a different side of, of being a black woman, things that I haven't experienced. Colorism, considering that her mother is mixed with black and white she has she has a white grandmother lee has not experienced has not experienced colorism considering that she is not darker skinned but she has experienced racism within her own family her white grandmother named karen once said that it was racist that white people aren't allowed to use the n-word Lee says that she felt a sense of betrayal when she learned her grandmother voted for trump considering she's supposed to love and support her some people would wonder what her political beliefs have to do with her lovingly but she supports a man that spreads nothing but hate for minorities she didn't just vote for a candidate she voted against basic human rights it made lee feel really betrayed and angry karen also supports the blue lives matter movement despite all the black lives that has been taken just because of the color of their skin she also supports all lives matter which was created to contradict the black lives matter movement Karen has no problem with supporting multiple things that are against her daughter and her grandchildren. Lee also shared how it was growing up around her white cousins. Karen showed favoritism towards her white cousins compared to how Lee and her brother were treated. Lee said she felt as if they got the short end of the stick when her white co- when her white cousins were around. Lee is a very strong individual and she keeps her head up because she still loves her grandmother despite her faults. My friend Jeremy has experienced a a different way when dealing with racism from Lee and I. He has dealt with homophobia and racism racism along with a bit of colorism. 
I took it upon myself to ask Jermaine some questions about his experiences. He told me one of the most memorable racist moments he has experienced was this one time one of his friends told him that they overheard someone saying that he should go back to Africa. He said that he felt scared that people were saying these horrible things behind his back. He started to question if other people were saying things about him. Some colorism Jeremy has experienced was when other black people called him a monkey because of how dark he is. As I mentioned before, Jeremy has experienced homophobia, considering that he is a gay male. He has experience where he where he could would be in a certain classrooms and the boys would pick on him and ask if he had questions on any of them, which doesn't make any sense at all. Look at it like this. If you as a straight male don't have a crush on every girl you see, why would Jeremy, as a gay male, have a crush on every boy he sees? That's how I look at it because it's just hypocrisy and ignorance. I asked Jeremy how he felt about these things that I've discussed regarding the homophobia and racism and or colorism. I asked him if he felt hurt. He said sometimes he really does feel hurt, but other times he struggles and feel like he needs to fight. After I gathered this information, I realized that what we all have in commonly, Jeremy and I, just want to be heard and by doing that we need to express ourselves that's my favorite thing about jeremy he's not afraid to express himself i have a friend named tessa she's mixed with white and chinese she also happens to be bisexual so i can only imagine the difficulty she has been facing over the years dealing with racism and homophobia and a couple of other things tessa's the type of person to go with the flow to avoid problems and complications even though she is a quiet person, she has a voice and she loves to speak out on things that do not sit quite right with her. The following quotes came directly from her. I asked her a couple questions about her take on homophobia and how she felt about certain things. During the conversation, I asked her how she felt about the lack of representation of LGBTQ plus people in movies and TV shows. This is what she has to say about that. The lack of representation of the, of the LGBTQ community in films it's very frustrating and it needs to be fixed. I completely agree with the statement because 1 in 15 people are a part of the LGBTQ plus community. When they do put the LGBTQ plus people in the movies and TV shows, they tend to be one big stereotype. Also, you can tell when they just put them in the cast for diversity reasons because their sexuality is their whole personality. On top of that, they still have a lack of representation when it comes to acting because the cast, they cast straight people to play the LGBTQ plus people and it's not fair at all. This statement just angers. Tessa said her most homophobic moment she has experienced was, was this one time she was in class and her friends were talking about how LGBTQ plus people are gross. They did not know Tessa is part of the LGBTQ community at the time. The statement just angers me because I can't even imagine how that made Tessa feel. I understand that I myself is not part of the LGBTQ plus community, but it still upsets me. It upsets me like how can people be so ignorant they think it's a choice in my eyes and in my heart i i truly believe that love is love homophobic people make me so angry why does it matter who or what someone else loves it does not physically or emotionally affect you some people are use a religion as an excuse because me because me as a christian and being raised in the church i learned that god taught us to love and if it's truly a problem it, he would not have made them that way people like to use christianity as a reason to spread hate and ignorance after we got off the subject about homophobia, I asked about colorism in the Asian community, considering it's not just an African-American issue. She asked 
She said that she has seen it in the media. She explained that there is a stereotype that pale, almost white skin is seen as being more classy. And as you can see, Tessa is very passionate about these things. And so am I. She's a very quiet and unproblematic person. But when you take the time to actually listen to her and hear what she has and hear her, she has so much to say. The final person I'm going to talk about is my friend Rebecca. She's part of the Hispanic community. So I asked her a couple questions about racism, lack of representation, and if she's and if she's heard the first question i asked her if she has experienced racism and she said yes she has so i asked her to explain her experience she said this one time this one time i was coming home from a quinceanera with my two cousins along with my aunt and uncle was taking us home then a police officer stopped us she then explained that the officer they were pulled over said they were pulled over because they smelled something weird as an alcohol rebecca explained that no one in the car was even drinking but the officer just assumed that her aunt and uncle were drinking because of the color of their skin rebecca when rebecca told me this i got upset because how could the officer smell the alcohol from outside the car in another vehicle i can only imagine how this made her feel because i know how it feels when the people that are sworn to protect us abuse their power and make excuses to pull people over just because of the color of their skin then I asked Rebecca how she felt about Caucasian actors playing Hispanics or Latinx characters in movies and TV shows. She replied with, I feel fine with that as long as they're not being offensive. Honestly, I do not feel the same way because something I noticed in America is that they use people of color of color that are white passing to portray a character that's supposed to be illustrate, illustrated people that, that who are supposed to look up to. They will choose the lightest person of color they can find for a role instead of choosing someone who actually fits the description. Just like in the book, The Hate You Give, on the, co- on the cover, the, the main character, Star, is obviously dark-skinned. When, when in the movie, they use actress Amanda Steinberg. Do, don't get me wrong, she's an amazing actress, but she's of the lighter skin tone. They, they should have used a dark-skinned actress to play Star, just like the book description. A similar thing has happened when, with the first season of... Uh, of on my block when they used act- actress ronnie hawk she's she's white and she played a hispanic feminist girl named olivia not only did they use a white actress to play a hispanic role she she's also prejudiced against the hispanic and latinx community the whole situation just makes me so upset colorism is a huge issue in so many minority groups a lot of people that that it does not affect just ignore it or see it as normal they are a part of the problem honestly don't understand how a person can just ignore a problem just because it's not happening to them the next thing i asked rebecca about was if she felt hurt and she replied with i don't feel hurt at all i know exactly how she feels in certain situations she does not feel hurt like with mental health issues she said because of mental health issues and the pro-life versus pro-choice issues in the world where where women are able to choose what happens to their body rebecca also told me the people she's trying to tell about these issues is she's very passionate about that do not listen are her very own parents and men. I completely agree with Rebecca. Men should not have a pain on a woman's body unless it is the fetus's father, depending on the situation. I know how hard it is when the people that are supposed to love and support you don't even listen to what you have to say. Rebecca's very passionate about all these topics and she has a voice. She's very strong and powerful when she needs to be. My favorite thing about Rebecca is that no matter what she no matter what, she never gives up. She keeps fighting no matter what. In conclusion, everyone has a different perspective on life. And I want all of minorities to know that what they're feeling is valid and important. We all have voices, if not for ourselves, but for each other. I want everyone to know that they're they are cared about and valid and don't let anyone tell you any different.
So the point of this article that I wrote for the class to sh- was to show what I believe in and what mod is all about because it was a business class. But what this article is supposed to illustrate is that instead of dividing ourselves, like I said in last episode, we need to stick together as minorities. But that will be all for today. Thank you for listening. And the Instagrams are underscore test, T-E-S-S underscore period, S-A. That's Tessa's Instagram. And Jeremy's Instagram is I-I-T-T-S-S underscore Jeremy, G-E, excuse me, sorry, J-E-R-E-M-Y. If you have any questions about today's episode or if you want to link to the article so you can read it for yourself, DM me and ask for the link to my Medium or you can find it on my main account. That'll be all for today. Thanks. Bye.